couple of weeks ago, I spoke on the subject, talking about David and Bathsheba. And anybody remember the title? What was it? The Perfect Plan. We talked about the perfect plan. And David had the perfect plan. And I even thought about it, you know, if David had to go to trial, between him and Joab and all the messengers that were going back and forth, I mean, we have murder, we have accessory to the crime, we have conspiracy. I mean, I don't know if that's first degree, yes, premeditated, so that'd be like first degree murder. I mean, a lot of people are getting in trouble over this. But I was like, okay, so what are we going to talk about next? So I was like, all right, where do I go? And the Lord took me right back to this same scenario. But we're not going to talk about the perfect plan. Today we're going to talk about, in our uh, new sermon series, we're talking about purpose and vision. Purpose and vision. And today we're going to talk about this. Rise and shine, everybody. Say, rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time to get up, y'all. It's time to get up. So let's, let's talk about David. Now, how many of you in here have ever made a mistake? Anybody ever make a mistake? All right, okay, because you know when you find the right answer on a multiple choice test and then you change it, they say usually your first answer was the best answer. Or maybe you made the mistake of seeing that person at Walmart and they've only got three items and you're like, well, you can go ahead of me. And they're like, oh, thank you. Then they call their friend over who's got a week's worth of groceries and they're like, why did I let them in front of me? Or we decide, you know something? I got to eat that last meatball. I can't put it back in the refrigerator. That last piece of chicken. Oh, I just got to have it. I got to have that, that bowl of ice cream and then we pay for it later on. These things are mistakes that we make and they usually only last a short time. But what David did with Bathsheba was not a mistake. Everything he did was intentional. He intended to sleep with Bathsheba. He intended to have her husband Uriah killed. And whether he intended or not, Bathsheba had a baby. And that son became ill and eventually died. This was not a mistake. This was sin. But God is saying, all of us have sinned and come short of my glory. Every one of us has sinned and come short of my glory. So what do you do when you find yourself in the same place as David? No one in here, I'm sure, has hired anyone or told anyone, I don't like them. Can you kill them for me, please? On your way to work, can you run them over? You know, can you put something in their drink in the break room that'll make them sick and make them go home? No one in here has ever done that. If you have, God forgives. But what do you do when you're in that place when you realize that you have fallen short and your sin was intentional and caused your demise? What do you do? You rise and you shine. How can I rise and shine? Lord, don't you, don't you get what I just did? And you're telling me to rise and shine? He's saying yes. So let's go back. In 2 Samuel chapter 11 is where we talk about David and Bathsheba. But in chapter 7, 
This is what God is telling David. And I'm reading from the NIV version. He says, now then, tell my servant David, and this is Nathan, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pastors. Anybody in here has been in the pastors? I ain't talking about you were grazing in the fields. But you were at a place in your life where you were really just out there. You were just grazing, just eating, just chewing, and really had no purpose in life. But God is saying, I took you from the pastors, from tending the flock, and he appointed you a ruler. Anybody here a leader? Do I have any leaders in here? Yes. Do I have any leaders in here? Yes. Do I have any leaders in here? Yes, you can put your hands up. He says, now, I've been with you wherever you have gone, and I have cut all your enemies off from before you. Now I will make your name great. God is making his people great, like the names of the greatest men on earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel, and I will plant them so that they can have a home of their own and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore as they did in the beginning, in verse 11. And I have done ever since, excuse me, and have done ever since the time I appointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will establish a house for you. So wait a minute. So David hears this and then David goes and sleeps with Bathsheba and has her husband killed. What was God thinking? What, would, what was God thinking? Because God knows that he has a purpose for you. And he's not saying, I'm blessing you, so now go do whatever it is you want to do. He's saying, I'm giving you purpose. I'm giving you purpose, but I know that you are human. I'm not telling you to kill anybody. I'm not telling you to stab anybody in the back. I'm not saying talk about your neighbor. But I'm saying that when you fall, go back to what I told you before. Now, Paul says, I... Forget those things I've done before, and I count them as done. But I press towards the mark of a high calling. But sometimes we do have to look back. And that's what God is telling David. Go back. What did I say about you before? I'm telling you, David, even though you fell, it's time for you to rise and shine. You all understand that? You have to look back at what you were told you were supposed to do and not what you're doing. Nowadays, it's a very popular thing that people will go in and buy an old house and say, I'm going to flip it. Flipping houses is a big thing now. I mean, even their reality TV shows. So they may go in and take out a bathroom. Or they may go in and tear the roof off. Or they may put in a whole new kitchen. But one thing remains is they keep the foundation. They keep the foundation. And even though we find ourselves in places we should not be, we may have to go in and tear out our mindset. We may have to turn away from certain things that we used to do. We may have to even say, I'm sorry, man, we can go hang out together sometime, but not today. But you still keep your foundation. You keep your foundation. So in order for us to get to the place we have to be, we've got to follow 
that fine line, the fine line, in order to make it to where God wants us to be, not just here on earth, but to make it into heaven. But how many of you know there's a lot of distractions, a lot of hindrances out there? One of the hindrances, which is one of my hindrances, is sleep. Do I have any sleepers in here? Do I have any professional sleepers in here? You are so good at it. I mean, because I'm like, I mean, they made a commercial, and, and I think I was in that commercial. It's like, hey, where are mom and dad? like, well, they got a new rate on car insurance and they're going to the country. Dude, I'm taking a nap. It's like, man, you just woke up. That's me. As soon as I wake up, I want to take a nap. I'm a professional sleeper. And I'm proud of it. But whatever it is, we have to be careful about our sleep. So I want to talk about sleep on today. I want to talk about sleep. The first point is this. People are going to sleep. Right? People are going to sleep. So let's look at this type of sleep. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Before we take Holy Communion, we read a portion of these scriptures. And it says, Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the Lord's body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves. So God's not saying, you sin, don't take communion. He's saying, before you take communion, realize you have sinned and say, Lord, I want to get it right with you. Forgive me. And then in verse 30, Paul says, that's why many of you are weak and sick and a number of you have fallen asleep. A number of you have fallen asleep because you did not confess your sins. So what type of sleep is this? It means to cause to sleep, put in a deep sleep, to be still or to die. So my point is, people are going to sleep. People are going to die. We don't like it, but it's a part of life. We don't like to admit the fact. We don't want to accept the fact that this person, I've known them for so long and they've meant so much to me. But now they've gone asleep. So we get caught up and we wonder why do bad things happen to good people? It's going to happen because we know that there is an adversary, there is a devil who's out there going to and fro seeking whom he may devour. So when we see that loved one or that neighbor or that co-worker who has passed away and we get so distraught and we feel like I can't go on. What is God saying? Rise and shine. I don't care. I won't say I don't care. It doesn't matter if they were saved or not saved. Unless God has given someone the, the miracle of laying on of hands and raising them from the dead, there is nothing we can do. So we have to move forward. And I'm not saying it's easy. But God is telling you they are asleep. But you must rise and shine. Y'all understand? It's, it's a fact of life. We have to rise and shine. And as we often say, well, why are you doing this? Because that's what they wanted me to do. Why are you going back to school? Because that's what they wanted me to do. I have to rise and shine. 
Number two, and I will say this as far as that goes, even though many people will die, we don't want to do anything like David that will hasten the process. Don't do anything that's going to speed up the process that will bring about us going to sleep. Don't let, don't let sin cause your end. Don't let sin cause your end. But anyway, point number two. Don't neglect your sleep. So first we said people are going to sleep. So now I'm telling you don't neglect your sleep. So this type of sleep is defined by resting by sleep. To be asleep. So, in Genesis chapter 28, Jacob, it says here, when he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. And taking one of the stones there, he put his head under it and laid down to go to what? Sleep. Then we'll jump down to verse 15. It says, I am with you. He has, he has a dream. And the Lord is telling him, I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done with you what I have promised. Same thing with David. And then verse 16, when Jacob awoke from his what? Sleep. His sleep. He thought, surely the Lord was in this place and I was not aware of it. Now in verse 11, he says that he laid down to sleep. Now how many of us on Thanksgiving, around 5 o'clock, we're going to watch the game, right? And we're going to do what? Sleep. We're going to sleep. But we aren't going to sleep. We get in that lull and we're like, oh, don't take the remote from me. I'm still watching the game. Don't change the channel. Because we just want to rest. And that's all Jacob was doing was he was trying to rest. But in verse 16, he actually had gone to sleep. And that's something we have to do. Everyone in here, how many of you all stayed up all night last night? Okay, we got one. All right, the rest of us, <laughs> the rest of us went to sleep. Even until now. And it's, it's amazing, all the things we know, but the other things we don't know. Even as of a few days ago, Medical science can tell us the benefits of sleep. Yeah, it helps restore your body. It helps to clean the toxins out of your body. It helps rejuvenate you. It gets your mind clear. People who have had ample sleep are able to be more mentally alert and aware of their surroundings. They can tell you the benefits of sleep, but they still have not figured out why we sleep. Medical science doesn't know why the human body has to go to sleep. Because our, our hearts beat while we sleep. Our minds are working while we sleep. Our lungs are still breathing while we sleep. So why do we have to sleep? I just like hearing myself twice. <laughs> we thank God for, for modern technology. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Amen. Um, but nevertheless, sleeping is just something that we have to do. And God is all for this. God is absolutely all for this. But even in Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says that God, what? He rested. But did God go to sleep? No. 
All he did was cease or desist, stop working. He was in the creative mode. He didn't sleep, he just stopped working. And there's a difference. We all have to go to sleep. And how many hours a night? Eight. Eight, Eight. ten, twelve, thirty-two hours. Four. But we all have to get sleep. So please, whatever you do, don't neglect your sleep. And then finally, be careful not to sleep. Y'all got that? So first of all, I'm telling you, people are going to sleep. But then I'm going to tell you, don't neglect your sleep. But I also want you to know, be careful not to sleep. So this type of sleep is to go to sleep, to remain for a long time, to be stored up festering, to entice into sleep. So what does the scripture say about this? In, in Psalms 121, two verses, three and four, the Bible says, he will, not your, he will not let your foot slip. He who watches you will neither slumber nor sleep. Indeed, he who watches Israel, or excuse me, will not slumber, verse four. Indeed, who, he who watches Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. Now, every time we feel like we're going to be lulled into sleep, we have to be reminded, when you get up in the morning, you got to rise and shine. Though people die in our life, we have to rise and shine. But when it comes to God, it says that he that watches over you will not slumber. That slumber means become drowsy. God, when he's watching you, doesn't get drowsy, doesn't get tired of watching you. He never gets weary. His eyes are always watching us. But then it says, indeed, he who watches Israel will neither get drowsy nor go to sleep. And this type of sleep, again, is one that entices to go into sleep. And you find out there was another person that went to sleep that cost him everything. This is the same type of sleep that Delilah got Samson into. The Bible says that Samson laid his head on Delilah's lap. He wasn't sleep as in snoring and drooling on the pillow. She basically had him enticed and distracted. And that's how she was able to cut his hair off. That's how she was able to find out the secret of his strength. You can be asleep, I can be asleep, with our eyes wide open and wonder how in the world did that happen? Because you were asleep. How in the world did, did I get? Anybody ever drove from one place to another and maybe like you're, you're like me, you're talking on the cell phone safely with two hands on the wheel, right? Because we got that head device and everything. We don't ever put it up to our head. But you wonder, how did I get from here to there? I don't remember driving from work to home. But you got there safely. Why? Because we were asleep. So we have to be careful not to sleep. That things are going on around us all the time. But you got to be careful. Do not be asleep. It's time, everyone, 
to rise and shine. Amen. Amen. So, we got to rise and shine, y'all, right? I need a gentleman up here about my size, maybe a little bit smaller, maybe sitting on the back row with his... <laughs> if, if there's somebody in, in here that fits that description. Same haircut? Same haircut. <laughs> How's mom doing? Yeah. This is my half brother, y'all. Um, what's that right there? That is a nut. That's a bolt. A bolt. Okay, this is a bolt. A bolt. And that's, that's a nut. That's a nut. Okay. Can you put those two together? You know, this is the most mechanical thing I've done in like years, right? Okay. Got it. All right. Hey, let's give it up for Chad. All right. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Remember, remember God said that, um, he told David, he says, I'm going to, I saw you when you were in the pastors. So this is your pastor, not me, pastor. Different spelling, y'all get, all right. Somebody got that. But this is small beginnings. These are the elementary things we learn. So you were, let me guess. I, I know Chad a little bit, but I want to ask you some questions, and I'm not, Speaking prophetically over his life, I just want to ask him some general questions. So you were raised, what, right across this, this street here, weren't you? Or was it down the street here, weren't you? What, raised? Yeah. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Yep. Okay. Stay, stay right there. So you were raised in Pennsylvania, so you had to come. That's a, that's a good little waist here. You mind taking your shoes off? Sure. Okay. Okay, I want you to put these on. Okay. They just slide right onto your feet. Still standing. Still standing. So this represents the fact that he had to travel from where he was to get to here. And now he's he's wearing something that he may not quite be comfortable with. Are you comfortable with those? They're okay? Um, they're all right. Not anything that you would wear, though, right? Okay, but the great thing about it is the protection that he gets. They're still toe. A little scared there, weren't you? <laughs> um, <laughs> and let me ask you this, really honestly. Are you even feel like you're in hydrated and pretty good physical condition? Um... Yeah, so what? Okay, I mean, all right. Okay, all right. Well, I just need you to be in good shape for about 15 minutes, okay? So let me ask you something. Um, have you ever um, have you ever lost someone in your life that was close to you? Yep. Someone close to you. All right. So it, it hurts you some kind of way, right? It bothers you? Okay. So that was like a, a weight that you had to put on. So I need you to okay. put this on. Don't mess your hair up now. That's <laughs> okay. All right. So you comfortable? New shoes and a new jacket. Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah. I mean, but you're making a fashion statement, though, right? Everybody, doesn't he look good? Yeah. Did you ever go to college? I did. You did. Yep. Really? What'd you study? Yeah, business. Business. Okay. 
stay out of mine, though. So, <laughs> just more things that help build up your character of who you are. And some things are good, and some things are not good. Oh, this is going to be fun. If you want to take the boots off first, no. lean on me. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I asked, were you well hydrated in good shape? <laughs> Okay. 
asked him before if he could put this together. All right? Are you, you're a little overdressed for this, aren't you? A little bit. You're above this now. You're above these, these pastors. But you know something? God's got a greater goal for you. And your goal is higher. So can you, there's something up there on that ledge. Can you come here? Can you come here? There's something up here on this ledge. You see that? That little, it's like a bolt or something like that. You see that? All right, I need you to take that, and there's a, there's a, um, there's a, something in here that goes with that. Can you reach it?
There we go. There you go. All right. <laughs> now, while you're still up there, <laughs> if you reach in that pouch on your left hand side, okay, there's something in there. Thank you, Chad. You can come down, Adam. 